0: Hello and welcome to This Is Community by Volunteer Galway. My name is Ruth Fagan. I'm a member of the team with Volunteer Galway and I'm also the presenter of this week's episode. The podcast is pretty much brand new so we're delighted that you found us and if you like what you hear you can subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform that you're using. So the idea behind the podcast really originated in the fact that in Volunteer Galway, we get to meet some really interesting and inspirational people. People who are doing their little bit for their local community. We also get to hear about some of the fantastic work that's going on in the community, not just by volunteers, but by all sorts of people from all walks of life. So we thought it would be great just to take some time and chat to these people people who are making a positive impact in their community through the work that they do. We're interested in finding out about what motivates these people, what their journey's been like for them, and maybe what they envision both for themselves and for the community that they live in. If you'd like to give us comments or feedback on the podcast, you can find out how to do that in the notes section at the end of this episode. This week, I was joined by Dr. Mally Coyne, Mali is a clinical psychologist in Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services here in Galway. She's also worked nationally in mainstream media. She's done a lot of work with Lust for Life, she's written many articles, she's presented her own radio show. I should also mention she's lectured in NUIG Galway and she's currently writing a new book all about a, comp- a compassionate guide to parenting. So before I introduce Mally, I'd like to just give you a little bit of information about our service if you don't know about us already. So for those of you who don't know, we have a website, www.volunteergalway.ie. We have a huge amount of volunteer roles. They're updated on a regular basis. They're in many different types of areas and lots of different things that you can do on there. If you want to, to volunteer, all you have to do is register first of all on our website. That'll take a couple of minutes, it's really simple. And then you can apply for any of the roles that you see. Um, Alternatively, if you wanna get a bit of support with it, we can arrange an appointment for you. You can come in, meet a member of our staff and get a bit of support, have a chat and figure out what might suit you best. So if you wanna find out about our service, uh, you can give us a call on 091 581 or you can email us info at volunteergalway.ie and again we'll include in the notes section at the end of this episode all the information about our service that you might need. Okay so without further ado I would like to introduce this week's guest Dr Mally Coyne. So welcome Mally to our podcast, delighted to have you join us today and thanks for taking some time out of your schedule. Thank you. It's great uh, to, to be here. To talk to us. So um, just at the intro bit there to this episode, mm-hmm. I introduced you as um, a clinical psychologist here in Galway, mm-hmm. but also um, as an author, a writer, broadcaster, um, quite a lot of, of strings to your bow. Mm-hmm. So for the purpose of today's conversation, I'd love to talk to you just about the many elements of your work both here locally in Galway and on a national level Mm -hmm. as well yeah great um but just to kick off could I ask you what what motivated you to to get into this career did Mm
1: -hmm. you always know you wanted to to be a psychologist or how did it all come about um I think it probably came about from a pretty young age um -hmm. there's a great book out there called the drama of being a child by Alice Miller and she talks about how people enter these the helping professions Mm. and usually it's when maybe you had a particular role in your family Mm -hmm. as maybe the help the person who who gave out help or who who provided help within the family and supported people and I suppose that's kind of the role that I naturally took on or else that I actually that I you know that was given to me I don't know in any case I kind of knew around the ages of 15, 16, um, when there was an opportunity to do psychology in school. I was living in Korea at the time. My dad was a diplomat. So there was an opportunity to do psychology as one of my subjects for Mm -hmm. the International Baccalaureate. So I that was very that came very naturally mm. to me. Had it not been psychology, I was thinking of physiotherapy. OK, so. Yeah. I, and then before that, I was thinking when I was a very young child, I remember saying that I was going to be a pediatrician. Right. So actually, you know, it was a doctor of children. So it was so there. It, it was there. It was yeah. definitely there. The kind yeah. of uh, giving help. So yeah. Um, yeah. that's kind of how it all started. It makes, it makes a lot of sense and I'd certainly, I think I could see
0: that in a lot of people I know who work both in the community and, and in caring professions. I think that is quite a common theme that that I would see. Yeah. Um, you've done um, a lot of work with Go a Parent Network mm-hmm. and I'd love to just talk about that a little bit today. Um, maybe just to let our listeners know who Go a Parent Network are, mm-hmm. what are they about
1: and, and also specifically the work that you've done with them. Mm-hmm. In my work, like, I suppose, with Galway Network, Galway Parent Network, Nicole McGuigan is mm. the lady who uh, began the Galway Parent Network. It's still an organisation that's in formation as such. Okay. Um, and uh, it's it's out there to support parents within the Galway community to kind of... Uh, you know, for them to find the supports that they need within the Galway community because Nicole McGuigan would be huge. Um, you know, she she would be big into community-based support mm. services. So the Galway Parent Network and Nicole became involved with the Early Years Committee, which I'm a member of. Right. And I'm a member of the Early Years Committee in my role as a H- I'm a HSE psychologist. Yes. So I'm a member of that Early Years Committee, which is made up of... There's parent reps on it. Yeah. There's people from different organizations. And really, our goal is to improve the health and well-being of the zero to three-year-old age bracket within Galway. Okay. And a few years ago, we came up and with Galway City Partnership. There's quite a number of Galway organizations involved. Okay. And we came up with, and Healthy Cities in Galway as well, we came up with a plan that was very much based on what the uh, what people of galway wanted parents mm. in galway wanted and then the different uh minority groups within galway okay. and then also looking at what professionals thought uh was going to be useful for the zero to three year old age bracket so a, consulta- t- exactly, a consultation exactly a whole consultation yeah. took yeah. place okay and then we ended up with this plan And we are now, I suppose that plan came, I think it was 2016, and now we're actually implementing the plan. Mm -hmm. And it's the best group that I've been part of, I suppose, because... Um, it's a group of you know all different walks of life and we all have one thing in common Mm. which is to improve the health and well-being of zero zero to three year olds and for me that was kind of my vehicle for spreading the word about infant mental health and that's the emotional and social well-being of children zero to three and which really involves looking after their parents and Mm. you know so it's all about that bond that the parent develops with their child mm. and how the parent can best be supported so that's how the Galway Parent Network and Nicole became involved because okay. I was already involved with Nicole on a perinatal mental health group which is all about mm. um, you know women after during and after birth and their own mental health all right okay yeah. and can I ask you how has this whole message around infant mental
0: health being received here locally, mm. even within Galway, because I'll be honest, for me, the, even the, the the term infant mm-hmm. mental health is mm-hmm. not something we hear about very often as as parents. I yeah. mean, certainly when we're in the maternity ward, the midwives are are not talking to us about infant mental health. Mm-hmm. We're told how to change our babies and feed our babies, but mental health is not really on the on the agenda. So, mm-hmm. can you kind of explain? You know how how it's all gone down
1: here in Galway. I think many people kind of, even me, years ago, when I heard infant mental health, I mm. thought like, "What? Well, how do those words go together?" Because we usually usually think about mental health when it comes to an older age group, but really, it's how a child, it's how a baby d- d- develops emotionally and socially, and Um, how the parent is, whether the parent and how the parent attunes to their baby and to their Mm. toddler in those first years and to do with the vast amount of brain development that happens. And that's why it's that zero to three year old. The first a thousand days is so important. Um, What the Galway Parent Network did was Nicole had these, um, she took these messages from UNICEF. There were these posters on how to build a happy baby. And Mm. there was four evidence based posters and messages that looked at myths and truths Mm. in relation to um, bonding with your baby. Mm. And she brought these to Galway and it was with the Early Years Committee that, you know, part of our plan was to spread a message about infant mental health in Galway. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things that I did, for instance, was I got... uh, um, professionals from the irish association of for infant mental health to run a master class for us for two days okay anybody who was interested in it could join they didn't have to be part of an organization and we learned more about what it was yeah. and how we could kind of support that within the community right um and other things i mean we have had kind of you know i've had there's been Another thing we did last year was myself and Nicole, um, there was a stress documentary that I was involved with last year. This is kind yeah. of like the the beautiful, I suppose, marrying up of doing the mm. media work that I was doing at the time on stress. And they were making the stress documentary. And then I said, well, actually, we're at the moment doing a um, we're launching our posters on infant mental health. And it's all about the early stress response yeah. and how important it is to respond to your baby when yeah. when they have um, when they cry and when they have needs and how that relates to the early stress response. All of course talking about good enough parenting and you know yeah. that it does you don't have to be responding to your baby all the time that you do it in a good enough kind of way. Yeah. Um but it was great to be able to do that with Nicole last year and to show what we were doing in Galway mm. nationally. Mm-hmm. So in other words I wrote an article for Brainstorm which is this um part of RTE website which is for academics to write articles about things that might be of interest to the general public. So I decided to write an article called How to Build a Happy Baby, where I shared the four messages of the posters. Mm -hmm. And then um, then following that, we did we brought the people from RTE to actually film us. We did a, in the Ard Family Resource Centre, yeah. we got um, parents to come in mm-hmm. and with their babies and we did a little workshop where we spoke about the myths and the truths about the four posters. And it was a real kind of informal, you know, have a coffee, sit down, yeah, yeah. talk about why it mightn't be the best idea to let your baby cry it out, for instance. Yes. And the kind of messages that they might be getting from their mothers-in-law or from, you know, yeah. the kind of what what what, their, what they you know, what what they are feeling about mm-hmm. it is. And, like, that is something that we hope to do further. But I suppose in the last few months for me, I found it difficult to keep all of those balls in the air because imagine. I've yeah. been working yeah. and I have two kids mm. and I've been writing a book. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I've just, you know, I've I've gone then on the Today Show, for instance, with Maura and Dohi, and spoken about infant mental health but, a yep. few months ago and that was a real... I mean that's got a lot of um, kind of viewers, yeah. and I think people. Yeah, it was were, a great interview. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So I I keep that going in the background, but at yes. the moment I've just had to focus on the book uh-huh. because I just can't keep yeah every ball in
0: the air i can imagine so, <laughs> i can imagine juggle yeah. juggle yeah yeah. yeah 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 i think as, as mammies we're like we've got an ma in juggling without even knowing it mm. but um and i'd love to touch on your book in mm. in a moment um but just to to shift gears a little bit you mentioned your work you know nationally and that there's been a lovely synergy there between doing the, the national broadcasting stuff and how that can filter down yeah here in galway which is 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 wonderful um but can I ask you again like what what brought about that um I suppose that that shift in your mm-hmm. career towards from from where I can see Mali is I suppose you you're you're contributing towards this this at long awaited public discourse mm. on mental health where we're finally freeing ourselves from the stigma from the shame i think a lot of your work around parenting certainly has has that theme running through yeah. as well yeah um so was there something in you
1: that that drove that that move towards a more of a media career mm. um i couldn't i i always i i wanted to do that i kind of knew that i wanted um like i like i'm probably an exhibitionist as a person okay <laughs> <laughs> so- so in other words, like, you'll see me this time next year in the Town Hall Theatre on the stage, uh, you know, like in a musical, for sure. Like, I know that, that I, I have that. I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah, I have that in me. I will mm. be part of the chorus and not a main part. <laughs> but I have that in me, as mm. does my, you know, my daughters probably yeah. do as well, and my mother. So I have that in me. So I don't really mind kind of speaking in public. Yes. That doesn't freak me out. Yeah. Um And i was i'll be honest with you i was quite disillusioned by my job Mm -hmm. i love the work that i do in terms of working with kids every day Mm -hmm. and you know hoping that they leave my room and their parents with a little bit more hope for you know for things improving and things like that but i was dealing with and i still am very huge waiting lists and trying mm. to kind of uh navigate my way around how am i going to actually mm. manage this sure um because I, at the time i didn't have a, a secretary to help me or you know things were different back yeah. then and i just felt really overwhelmed sure so i just thought like if i can write a blog yeah and um you know if i can write a blog you know, and literally share what I share in most of my sessions, because most of my sessions with parents have the same themes running through them. Of course, they develop as my knowledge kind of develops. But I just thought if I can just even impart a couple Mm. of those themes, um, then I'm actually going to be helping more people. And also Mm. people feel less like Oh well there's Mali she's a clinical psychologist and it's all about perfect parenting and that mm. is total and utter rubbish mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm, not a perfect mm-hmm. parent yeah. I screw up it's okay I try my best every day and I try to learn and you know it's it's about yeah. being compassionate towards ourselves yeah. and our kids and that's what I wanted to spread so that's kind of how it went and even though I still have my job and I still have the waiting list I, I'm, I take it less personally and I just try the best for the p- person that I have sitting Absolutely. in front of me and that's yeah, all I can do. Nice. And I'm quite human with them and I share my own stuff yeah. in an appropriate way. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Which I think must be very, very powerful. And I'm sure resonates with people who, who are engaging
0: in, in that work. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'd love to talk about the book, um, and, and this whole theme of, of parental self care, because, um, it's again, you know, it's not something that we talk about very much in in our communities, in society as a whole. I mean, I think things are changing, you know, around mental health, obviously in this country, but the 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 concept of looking after us as parents, is all I think is maybe a secondary thing in our minds, and I think your your book and your work almost puts it as a an absolute primary thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes first. Yeah, you know. Um. So could you just talk to our listeners a little
1: bit about about parental self care? Yeah, I mean, I guess you you hear that kind of statement like you can't pour from an empty cup you know Mm. um but i don't like i you know it is you know some people might think parental self-care or like that's about giving yourself a nice kind of treat in a spa or something like that but actually it's huge it's absolutely crucial because if you think when you have you have the responsibility as a parent to help your child to regulate and to learn about emotions Mm. and to regulate their emotions how can you possibly do that if you don't spend time on regulating mm-hmm. your own emotions. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is to tr- is to look deep within mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to actually figure out where am I at right now? How am I feeling? You know, how can I meet my child's need in this moment if I'm completely like wrecked, overwhelmed, not able? Yeah. Um, and if my shark music is playing loud and clear. Mm-hmm. So that whole idea of shark music is... This idea from Circle of Security Parenting, uh, which is something I've become a facilitator of and I hope to actually run in in Galway. Um, I've run it publicly, but I'd like to actually run it even privately for people is this idea of the background music for. Uh, that plays when our child presents us with a particular need. So in Circle of Security Parenting, they kind of talk about this path you go down. So they bring you on a journey where you're going down this path towards a beach. This Mm -hmm. beautiful music is playing in in the background. And they ask parents, how do you feel about going around this corner and to this beach? And the parents say, oh, I feel really hopeful and really kind of calm and all of that. They show the exact same scene in the next clip where you have and kind of shark music Uh playing. And then Uh they ask parents, how do you feel around turning the corner? They're like, well, I feel really stressed. I don't know what's ahead and all of that, which kind of shows you like if as a parent you have put time into yourself in terms of knowing yourself, you know, Mm. whether that be getting counseling or whether it be going knowing that a swim helps you Mm -hmm. to feel you know kind of balanced Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. taking five minutes out or asking for help or whatever it is you know if like that will actually change the sound of the music that plays in the background when your child says mommy 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 I need you I need you I need you help me now help me now and that that that'll actually change the way you react to them yeah um so that's why i think it's not mm. like you know people might think oh well let's not talk about parental self-care because that's just parents kind of spoiling themselves but actually it yeah. is crucial for your kids yeah so if you don't do it for you do it for them Absolutely. <laughs> do you know and, what i mean yeah, yeah. try as, to do it for you too as you say that's what you're modeling to your child as well and yeah that's the power exactly the power in it too exactly yeah yeah so it's good for your child like to see you heading off if you can not every par- parent is able to head off at half past 7 or 8 mm. o'clock for their exercise class that's fair enough there are single mm-hmm. parents out there who can't do that right mm-hmm. but if they if they see you like it's about like like that's why I'm really into the idea of compassion focused therapy which yeah. is about building on your soothing circle that we have a threat circle a drive circle and a soothing circle we need to build on our sense of soothing which is all about the social Uh, the social relationships we have with others and how we nurture ourselves even getting to know even like I've asked clients sometimes parents what helps you to feel good Mm. and to help you tick Mm. and they look at me blankly and have no idea Mm. what I'm talking about Mm. and I'm like well what do you like doing Uh, I don't know you know like they might fill every moment maybe even with looking at their phone or you know busying themselves doing stuff that's not actually even good for them or nurturing and it's so important to figure out what that is before you then kind of you know try to make a commitment to yourself to do that yeah and it's such a common experience as
0: as parents particularly I think as mums we lose ourselves you know we lose that connection to to our inner self Mm -hmm. as well um, so I think it's, it's such an important thing to, yeah. to, to reconnect with that and that it's not necessarily about things that you have to do, but no. more
1: about how you are within. Yeah. Yeah. It's like reflective functioning. It's like this idea in psychology. We talk about reflective functioning. So it's all about like there's an amazing study that was done by this uh, by Funagi and colleagues. And basically what it said was you could have had a really traumatic past, OK, mm. where loads of stuff happened in your life. If you can reflect on that past mm. and make sense of it, it won't impact on the relationship you have with your child. Mm. Whereas yeah. if you if you can reflect on, you know, like if you can reflect on it, it won't have an impact. If you can't, it will have an impact. If you look at it the other way around, you could have the most shiny childhood. But if you have absolutely no idea of the yeah. feelings that are brought on by your children's needs. Then you could you you know like you've you're kind of like steering a ship blindly. Uh huh. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So makes a lot of sense. It, it, yeah,
0: makes a lot of so sense. So that's
1: kind of where I decided I want I needed to include. I could have written like I'm writing a book at the moment there about a compassionate response to parenting your anxious child. Yeah. Tell me tell me about the book. Yeah. So it's kind of I've always wanted to write a book and it was mm. always kind of in my but i just just didn't really have the guts like i was just like well how do you even do that yeah. you know yeah. um so i was lucky enough to have written a kind of a tiny little book with um Brezzy and susan quirk yes from a lust, lust for, for life, life. Uh-huh. on the little book of sound and then cool. and i'd contributed on another book on anxiety yeah owning it um before. And so, you know, Rezzy was great, good enough to kind of hook me up with his publishing agent. And she told me, this is how you write a book proposal. I did that last year and it took me about three or four months. But I was really kind of specific about how I wanted this book to be. I knew anxiety is a huge issue. For parents and children, mm. so I decided, and then compassion-focused therapy was huge for me and still is. So I decided I was going to write a compassionate response to parenting your anxious child. I won't reveal the exact first title yet. Okay, okay, top but secret. All, all will come. Yes. And it has an interesting beginning, but yes. all will come, and we will be seeing it on our bookshelves when this this time next year in wow. April. Wow! Yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How's that going to be? It's. I'm nearly finished writing it now and it's with HarperCollins Ireland and I you know I I, you know it was great like that I actually submitted I put it out into the universe and Mm. it was great that I had a couple of options of of publishers to go with and I went with HarperCollins because I felt they were a great fit And it has taken me longer than I expected to write. But I actually could have written a book about self-care for parents, really, Mm. and about emotional regulation. But so it's almost like I've written two books in Mm. one. So now I have to like we have to edit it down big time. There probably is another book or books in me. But um, it's been really hard. It's been a total roller coaster. Like my family are very much (laughs) sick of me saying I'm going to, you know, this is this is the room that I'm writing it in. Yeah, this we're, garden we're, room, sitting we're sitting in your gorgeous in
0: writing room. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: so yeah. it's kind of like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm I'm nearly ready to just release it, yeah. into the universe and let the, the editor kind of, you know, have yeah. a have a the birthing process. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's been a process, but I really just hope that it's helpful to somebody. I'm sure it yeah. will
0: be. I'm sure it will be. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I can't wait to see it on the shelves. Um, Malika, I just ask you one one final question, and thank you so much for your time today um just it, uh, overall I don't know it's a bit of a big question but how how would you like to make the greatest impact in in your work you know like if you were say on your I don't want to say on your deathbed but you know in, in your later years and you're reflecting back on your life and you're thinking wow I'm so happy that I did that or that feels mm. like so important or or fulfilling for me
1: what what aspect of your work would you would you say just showing my humanity Mm -hmm. you know just showing that i screw up and that i'm a parent and i regret and i feel guilty and i you know things don't go perfectly in my house and that i'm you know i'm not the best friend all the time i'm not the best Mm. parent all Mm. the time i'm Mm. not the best worker all the time and that it's okay and we just you just keep trying every day and Mm. that you know hopefully just spreading that message of there's no need to feel ashamed that we're all in this together and whatever way I do that whatever channel I do that with I suppose I kind of feel like that's my that's the most important thing for me yeah
0: you know and
1: spreading good like that work that I did with with volunteer Galway before about um you know like doing Mm. good for others actually Mm. you know incredibly extends your life even mm. by by the amount of years you live mm. if I can just you know that's that's all about being compassionate towards yourself but if you turn that compassion inwards you can then extend it outwards yeah. and there's nothing more amazing mm. than actually giving to people yeah you know and not expecting back You know, like seeing and that's what I want to do for my kids is just them actually wanting to help people out there that are in that are in need. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like it's for me, that's it really kind of that that giving in and giving back out. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a lovely, lovely note to finish on. Mally. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you so much for your time. We might in, in the notes of this um, episode just include some resources. Yeah. If you have absolutely. some for, for parents yeah. or on your, around your work. So that would be great. We'll yeah. include those as well. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Mally. Thank you, Ruth. So many thanks to Mally for taking some time out of her schedule to join us on our podcast and many thanks to you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed it. As I said at the start, we'll include links to both information on our service as well as some of the topics that Mally talked about in our conversation. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll talk to you next time.